Bokertov, we're doing the Haftarah of the, of the Parasha of Devarim. Yesterday we completed the book of Bimidbar. So if you'd like to get a finale on the book of Bimidbar, please look at the shiur from yesterday. Um, also, uh, we also mentioned that there is a project in Israel mm-hmm. that is being marketed right now. I just Somebody sent me pictures of the project. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really interesting. Okay, so Bezor Hashem, anybody who wants to fulfill the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, which was the content of yesterday's parasha, can do that by buying an apartment. Okay, Haftarav Devarim is from the book of Yeshaya. It's from the beginning of the book of Yeshaya, and it has nothing to do with the book of Devarim. It has more to do with the fact that we are approaching Yeshaya. Okay, so we're not going to look for a, a connection to our parasha. Yeshaya, we've, we've discussed many times before, was a prophet. He was actually, um, he was actually in, He was in the He was around 740 BCE according to the book here and he was he was prophesying during the reign of the Assyrian Empire. Now what happened during the Assyrian Empire? So the Assyrian Empire was one before the Babylonian Empire. What do we know about the Babylonian Empire? They destroyed the Beit HaMikdash. So what did the Assyrian Empire do? They exiled the Northern Kingdom. So it's good to know Jewish history a little bit. The Assyrian Empire, Ashur in Hebrew, was the kingdom that exiled the Northern Kingdom of Israel. The ten tribes that we lost were exiled by the kingdom of Ashur. Now on Tisha B'Av, it's not what we are mourning. We're mourning the Babylonian Empire's destruction of Bayt Rishon. And then the, the Romans destroyed by Cheni, but, but Bayt Rishon was destroyed by the, the Babylonian Empire. Okay? So he was around the time of the kingdom of Ashur. So he was a little bit before the destruction of Bayt Rishon. That was Ishaya. Okay? Chazon Ishayahu ben Amot, Asher Chazal, Yudah Bishon, Bimeu Ziyahu Yotam, Achaz Yechizkiyahu, Malcha Yudah. The vision of Ishayahu, the son of Amots, who uh, had a vision on Yehuda and Yerushalayim in the days of Uziyahu, Yotam, Achaz, Yechizkiyahu, Malchai Yehuda. The, the following four kings. If you want to know more about these kings, you can look in the book of Melachim. Okay? So he starts off on a negative note, which is makes sense because we're this is what we're reading from before Tisha Okay, he says, "Listen to the listen heavens, and listen the land." For God has spoken. And what does God say? I raised my sons and I lifted them up, but they rebelled against against me. An ox knows who its owner is, and a donkey knows the 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 trough of its of its uh, of its owner, but Israel they don't know. And they have not given it any thought. What a slap. Yeah. 
a sinful people, a nation that is hard of hearing. No matter how many times God reproves them, they do not listen. They are a seed of people with malintent. They're sons who are destructive. They left God. They've disgusted the Holy One of Israel. And they t- they've turned away. Or they've caused God to turn away. I think it's the first one. I think they've turned away. It says they have turned away backwards. Yeah. Until how much will you be struck? You're going to keep but you keep going on the wrong path. Meaning no matter how many times you're struck, you keep straying. You keep going the wrong way. You don't find your way. Every head is sick and the heart is faint. From the sole of the foot to the head, there's no, there's no completeness, meaning it's not healthy. There's no uh, solemn, solemnness. There are bruises and there are wounds and there are fresh wounds. And they've not been pressed. Uh, they've not been pressed. They've not been bound up and they've not been anointed or put oil. Nobody put oil on them. Meaning, Bnei Israel are suffering blow after blow after blow. And they have open wounds and nobody's healing them and nobody's putting any oil. Yet, Od Tosifu Sarah. They still continue to stray. Don't learn the lessons. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what we said yesterday. Uh, whenever we were talking about how Reuven, God, they go to the entrance of Israel and they say, Oh, we'd rather our, our comfort and our wealth than to go into Eretz Yisrael. And then we started trashing them. And then all of a sudden we realized that we're, we're exactly doing the same thing. That's us. Reuven, no God, or us. We're exactly, that's exactly it. After all these years, nothing changed. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Pasuk 7. So he says, Your land is desolate. Your cities are burnt. Your, your lands in front of you, random people are eating your fruits. That's, by the way, that's one of the curses in Parshat Kitavo. That you will plant, and they will sit, they will dwell in it. And it will be desolate, like as if it was overthrown by the enemy. And the daughter of Zion, probably meaning Yerushalayim, will be left like a little hut in a vineyard. What is, a, what is that? What is that reference? What is that? Reference is a deserted watchman's booth. Yeah. So what they would do is they would have like a watchman's booth in a vineyard. So you'd have like acres and acres of vineyard and in the middle of the vineyard they have one little small hut. You know? And then, and then it's kind of like left there with no protection. You know? So that, that's what Batzion uh, or Yerushalayim is going to be like. As, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. I don't know how that translates to that, but 
like a besieged city. And that's kind of the, that's really what's happening. It's a besieged city. And if it were not for God, who left a little bit of a remnant for, of us, we would have ended up like Sidom or Amura. So if it were not for the fact that, that Borei Olam kept a strand of Bnei Israel alive, that's it, everybody would have been destroyed. And all because we did not, we, we sinned over and over and we did not learn our, our lesson. Pasuk 10. Listen to the word of God, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the word of God, the people of Amura. Now this is, I think that's referring to Bnei Israel. It's calling them... Yeah. Yeah, because Sodom and Amura don't exist, right? They're destroyed. So listen, you people of Sodom, you people of Amura. Now this is one of the key psukim in Tanakh. Uh, it's, this is one of the key psukim in, in the Navi regarding how the Navi approaches ritual service in Yahadut. If like you go to the more um, like uh, the maskilish, you know, types who are very into 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 not getting caught up in like the sigulot and stuff, this is the pasuk to quote you. Okay? Why do I need all of your korbanot? Says God. I'm full of your your olot uh, and the fat of your your animals. I don't want the blood of your cows and your sheep and your and your uh, goats. I'm, I don't want the, the the blood of that anymore. When you come to the Beit Hamikdash to see to see me. Who, who wants you to come to come and trample on my 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 uh, my courtyard, as if Bnei Israel coming to the Beit Hamikdash for Borei Olam is like trampling? Now, why would that be? We're going to see. It's, he's going to explain why the ritual service is so unwanted right now, and it has to do with their behavior. Meaning, it's very easy for people to behave well in the ritual sphere. And, and, to, outside, outside and to be extremely corrupt when it comes to everything else. And that's what the Navi doesn't like. Stop bringing the minachot of pointless minachot. Your ketoret is an abomination to me. Uh, I don't know how to translate this. New moon and Shabbat, the holding of the convocations. I cannot endure the iniquity along with the solemn assembly. Oh, that's what it means. I can't bear the sin joined along with atzara. Atzara is when you gather, like shmini uh, atzeret. Okay, so I can't, I, I can't, uh, I can't enjoy your coming to the Beit Hamikdash when it's coming with sin. Your Rosh Chodesh and your, and your holidays, I hate. Hayu Torah, they become a burden to me. I'm weary to bear them. Ufarischem and when you open up your hands, I'll block my, I'll, I'll hide my eyes from you. Meaning when you pray, I'm not going to listen. And whenever you pray a lot, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash 
become pure and get rid of your bad actions from my eyes. Stop doing bad. Learn to do well. Seek justice. And relieve the oppressed. Shiftu yatom, judge the fatherless, arivu almana, and fight the fight of the widow. That's what Borelam was. Not the Qurban, that, that pasuk is the key. This is Ishayahu. It's the first, first chapter of Ishayahu. It's in, it's in Nebuah. It's his vision yeah. from what he feels Hashem is towards Jewish people because of. Yeah, it's the, the vision that Borelam Bore gives him to say to the Nazis. What were their sins in general? It's, you know, you know um, I don't know, meaning the Gemara says that it was the three cardinal sins and uh, Niuf and, and Abu Dazara and Bayit Shani, they say it was Sinah Chinam, but it's very interesting what they mean by that. Bayit Shani, the Sinah Chinam, it seems like it wasn't like, like people were bearing a grudge to one another. The Sinah Chinam that they refer to in Bayit Shani was more of like a political Sinah Chinam. Because if, if you look at the Gemarot, it was a lot of factions of Yahadut that were warring against one another. For example, the Gemarot talk about how there was one faction, I think they're called the Bidyonim or something. They were extremely intense and they were zealots and they wanted to fight the Romans no matter what. So then the Jewish people, they had prepared a huge storehouse of food to protect against the Romans and to be able to withstand any siege. But the, these people, they wanted to force B'nai Israel to fight the Romans. So what did they do? They burnt down the storehouses. So whenever you have warring factions that are that, you know, eager to, to get their way, what happens is the destruction of the people. You know, I, th- I think the Peshat of, of, of Sinat Khinam is that. It's not, it's not, this guy is bearing a grudge against it. It's political Sinat Khinam. We have a, a million different factions and everybody hates one another. You know, in this case, in this case, the Gemara says it's more basic sins, Abu uh, Dazaraj. Uh, but but also what we see from Ishaya, for example, one example we're going to we're not going to um, finish the thing today. But look at this. Uh, it talks about in Pasuk twenty one that the city, the Kiryane Emana, which is Yerushalayim, she became like a harlot, but what does it mean? Sedek Yalin, but there used to be justice there. And now, they're murderers. Your money has become corrupted. So Sigim, or they would take, Rabbi Moshe actually taught me this a few years ago when I studied this with him. Um, they would take silver, and then they would mix tin. Too. They would mix other other things. Too, yes, that would be called sigim. So they would come to the guy and say, "Look, this is a pound of uh, silver, but it's really half a pound of silver with a bunch of tin in it." Cheating. So, so that's an example of one of the, of some of the sins that they had in Yerushalayim. Wow. You know, um, let's see, ganavim, shocha. There was corruption, different than by Chenipa. Okay. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.